Hello and welcome to the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, DCC's Director of Advancement. We want to thank you for joining us for today's episode as we focus on current topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. This month, we are continuing in our series of podcasts that we have titled Spending Time with the Text. And in the weeks that have been leading up to Easter, several of our faculty members here at the college are sharing their unique insights and revelations into Scripture texts with the purpose of helping us all grow as followers of Christ who are able to correctly explain the Word of Truth. Joining us today is Dr. Mark Halen, the head of DCC's Bible Department. Dr. Halen's been a regular guest on our podcast and shared just a few weeks ago, and it was actually his email about the particular text we're going to look at today that he was translating with students in a Greek class that actually sparked our Spending Time with the Text podcast series. We hope you've enjoyed this one and that it's been beneficial to you. And so helping to guide our discussion with Dr. Halen, as always, is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Mark, and let you introduce today's episode. Yeah, thanks, Scott. You know, uh, one of the one of the things that I, I dearly love is finding things uh, that just run across things in the Word of God. Uh, and it's awesome to be able to work here at DCC mm-hmm. uh, because we are the recipient of that. Absolutely. Or if I have a question, it's like, okay, we've got an Old Testament scholar right here. But I think it's kind of interesting that this great nugget of, uh, of Scripture that uh, Dr. Halen sent out to us is a New Testament. But I, I think there's some Old Testament concepts. But uh, another thing I just dearly love is to be around Bible scholars who continue to find treasure mm-hmm. in in the Word of God. And Dr. Halen, i got to tell you, you know, when you sent me the email about this that we're going to talk about, and people are going, what is it, what is it, what is it? Uh, <clears throat> I was blown away because I'd never seen it, never thought about it. In the, all the years I've studied the Bible, all of a sudden you drop this in, and I'm emailing his, I'm, I'm forwarding your email to all these different people, and they're going, holy cow, I never thought about that. So I think I've teased enough. So uh, share, share what you found. Uh, I mean, it's like buried treasure. It really mm-hmm. is. And this is pretty incredible about Jesus' resurrection. And where was Jesus uh, during those three days? So Dr. Halen. Uh, okay. Well, it's kind of interesting. It's, uh, it's not really like buried treasure. It's like, it's like having that thing out in the middle of your family's living room. It's like, like the old phonograph or something like that. And suddenly you realize this thing that's been passed down to us for several generations is like valuable. <laughs> this is not yeah. just, you know, dad's old chair. This is like valuable. This is, yeah. you know, this is, this is kind of nifty. Uh, oh, we were in class the other day and, uh, and we're doing some translation and we're, in, we're looking at a sentence that's, uh, was actually in grammar, you know, workbook. Okay. Uh, but the sentence that was in the workbook was a subset, so to speak, a section of 1 Corinthians 15, 20. And, and I have it projected up on, you know, up on the, the whiteboard. Uh, and 1 Corinthians 15, 20 talks about, you know, 
Uh, Christ has been raised from the dead is usually the way we, we translate in English. The first fruits of those who have been asleep or have fallen asleep. And uh, as we're looking at the text, you know, we're looking at the adjective necros, necros, which means dead, okay? And, and as we're parsing, as we're analyzing this adjective, what gender, number, and case is it? When it came to number, it's like, that's a plural form. It's necron. Necron, that's a plural gender. Ek necron, out of the dead. It's not out of the dead. <laughs> it's out of the dead. Z, plural. And, and I'm standing there looking at that. My students are looking at it. And like, that's odd. That's not the way we think. You know, we tend to think of Jesus was raised from the dead, singular, yeah. yeah, as if dead is like the realm of the dead mm-hmm. or the sphere of the dead, the dead place sort of thing. But this is plural. That doesn't make sense in an English mind unless you understand that in Greek you have adjectives can be used like nouns. It's called a substantive use or substantival use. They can be used like nouns to designate people in a class. And so what the text there in 1 Corinthians 15, 20 was talking about is that Jesus was raised from the dead ones, not the realm of the dead, but he was raised from the dead ones, Mm. the dead persons. And that that got my attention. That got my interest. Uh, (laughs) uh, That was my last class of the day, so I went back to the office and I started looking and and I discovered I discovered that this this was the way. This was the way that the New Testament writers talked about what Jesus was raised from. Nobody's using the singular, the dead. They're using the plural. He's raised from the deads. He's raised from the dead ones. And, and I began to reflect on, so why? You know, one of the questions, one of the questions you, you ask when you're reading a biblical text is why would the author say this? What leads him to think this way? Mm-hmm. What leads him to choose to say it? Not only to choose to say it, but to choose to say it this way. Now there there may be there may be many reasons. Uh, I can think of a couple. Uh, at least I can think of a couple of how how I reacted to to this phenomenon is that by putting it in the plural. But by the way, if if the, anybody's listening, if they want to look at some passages where we see this, uh, Matthew twenty seven sixty four, uh, Matthew twenty eight seven. 
Acts three fifteen. These are just some of the some of the places. There's there's a myriad of places. And if anybody wants to email, I can give them a list. But um, what this does is it inti- intensifies the statement about the re- re- resurrection. It intensifies it, and it makes it, I believe, more personal. Mm-hmm. I think it intensifies it by evoking images. If you begin reading that raised out of, and you start putting an S at the end, the deads or the dead ones, it can begin to evoke images of a myriad of corpses lying on the ground or images of stark cemeteries where there are gravestones, where there are crosses, where there are mausolea, uh, you, where we have collected together dead people. Mm-hmm. We don't have this abstract realm of the dead. We got dead people. Okay. We got corpses. Okay. And, and the Old Testament kind of feeds into that imagery. For instance, we have language like in Genesis 15, 15, and 49, 29 that talk about people being gathered to their fathers. Or in 1 Kings and 2 Kings on several occasions, uh, people like David, uh, Solomon, Rehoboam are said to sleep with their fathers. The idea that they're gathered together and there's all these dead people, all these corpses are gathered together in these tombs. There's no abstraction of death. It's very real. It's very real. It's intense. And, and Jesus, Jesus joined them. Jesus died a real death. Mm-hmm. And he was put in a tomb. Now, it was a new tomb. It was a new tomb, but chances are there were tombs in the area, and there are tombs all across Israel. And he, he was an alumnus of life. Yeah. He he was in a tomb, and and I think the idea of Jesus is raised from the dead ones intensifies the image. It then also personalizes it because he was among the dead of Israel and of the world. Mm -hmm. Generations of Israelites had passed, had died, and they were in these tombs, and now he had joined them. And what happens in the New Testament literature is that New Testament writers talk about how Jesus has has been raised from the dead ones, and that means the dead ones who who had faith in him in life, the dead ones who had faith in Yahweh, in life, they also will follow him. Uh, again, the passage we start with, 1 Corinthians 15, 20, identifies Jesus 
as the first fruits, the first fruits of those who, who have fallen asleep. Uh, that means if you're the first fruits, that means there's more crop yet to come, mm. that others will follow. Yes. Other passages, um, Acts 4.2, when Peter and John are in front of the Sanhedrin, we're told that the, the council is greatly annoyed because they're teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead ones. So they're not just talking about Jesus. Now that's, that's key to what they're talking about is the resurrection of Jesus. But uh, an element of their teaching is he's not going to be the only one. <laughs> okay, There's a whole bunch of other people mm-hmm. going to be resurrected. A whole bunch of other people are going to rise. And then perhaps the, the, the greatest passage where this idea is borne out or greatest passages are in Romans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans 6, 4, we were buried in baptism, therefore with Christ into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead ones, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Yeah. Romans 7, 4, Likewise, brothers, you have also died to the law through the body of Christ so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead ones, in order that we may bear fruit for Christ. And then probably the capper, the capper is Romans eight eleven. I and I'm going to change my, uh, you know, I'm going to come back. So this won't be the last one. Okay, Romans 8, 11. <laughs> if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead one dwells in you, he who, he who raised Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus from the dead ones, will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, mm-hmm. what's fascinating about Paul's use there is he's not only talking about your mortal body should you die before the Lord's return, and of course all his original readers did, uh-huh. but he's talking about also what's going to go on in your body right now, that Jesus, the Spirit, is at work right now, transforming your mortal body. Uh, wow. Then the same imagery that was in Romans 6 is used in Colossians chapter 2. In him you were circumcised with circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him, Christ, in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead ones. So, you know, at this at this time of year in the church calendar, we uh-huh. celebrate not only the singular event that God the Father raised Jesus from the realm of death, but that Jesus took company with us in the incarnation, uh-huh. and he took company with us in death so that we can take company with him in the resurrection because he was raised from the dead ones. Right. If we were in church, this would be a place where people would say amen. Amen. (laughs) Wow.
Yeah, I mean, there, there's, uh, you know, this past Sunday, uh, I preached on hope. Uh-huh. And man, there is hope in that. I don't know, Mark, you, you know, when you were talking about uh, the starkness of the grave, I, I, for some reason, I just flashed back to when I was a kid and we went to Mexico and uh, we were way out there. And if you didn't pay the rent or whatever uh, for your loved one to be in the grave, they would take all the bones and they just threw them in this big pit. And I mean, it was just it, as a kid, it was stark, you know, it was just scary. But, you know, what, what I what I hear you say is, is it man, God reached down and pulled Jesus out of that. Yeah, predominantly there are two prepositions that are used with along with necros in phrases that talk about the resurrection. Right. One of them is ek, from which we get exit, uh, out of, out of the dead ones. Okay. Another one is apa, uh, which means away from, away from. And, and so the imagery is that, you know, the father raises the son out of, away from, images of rescue and deliverance. Uh, and that's a big contrast with imagery, Old Testament imagery, such as found in Isaiah 14, where, where the prophet uh, is taunting the king of Babylon who thinks he's all that in a bag of chips okay that that uh you know that's you're going to go down that's a scholarly statement yeah, right you're going to yeah. go down you're going to go down to the pit you're going to go down to the grave and and all all the world kings who have preceded you they're going to be there to greet you mm-hmm. they're going to meet you and and you ain't getting out you ain't getting out that's going to be your end uh, they they have come to mock over you because you have become like them. Wow. But through Jesus, we have deliverance, deliverance yeah. from death. Yeah, and that same image that I was talking about in that, that cemetery in Mexico, you know, God pulled Jesus out, but we have the hope that he pulls us out mm-hmm. because Jesus is the first one. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, as That's you were sharing, world. I was transported to the, the Hydro-Masonic Cemetery where my dad's side of the family's buried and then recalling Venita, Oklahoma, where my mom's side of the family's buried and just how this changes all of that, that, that Christ has died with them and he is raising them from the dead. And, the, and Grandma and Grandpa Spees and Grandma and Grandpa Kentner and my dad are all part of that that group of people. Wow. That's that changes the Easter story a lot, Dr. Halen. Thank it's you. A, thank you for sharing that. It's a pretty cool uh phonograph that player that's right in the yeah. middle of your yeah. house, man. <laughs> that's I this guess. is just so wow. cool. Well, Everybody needs to hear this. Podcast. I hope I hope that gives you hope as we celebrate this Easter here the first part of April and uh if you know of someone who needs to hear this message, please forward this to them today and, uh, and let these words encourage them that not, not only has Christ been raised from the dead, but we have too. And thank you, Dr. Halen, for sharing that. Welcome. The mission of Dallas Christian College is to change the world for Christ one student at a time with an education that is affordable, accessible, and attainable. And we pray that uh, today's words have been an encouragement to you. Thank you for checking out 
the DCC Leadership Podcast. Please share it on all your social media platforms and keep looking for what we've got coming up the next month in the month of April. We pray that you and your family have a most joyous and a Christ-filled Easter celebration. Keep looking up, keep maintaining hope, take care, stay safe, and have a great day.